Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Pedro Messeguer wrote, In nightmares, which are no more than intensification of some worry, though anxiety, the terrible expectation is always fulfilled. The bull catches you. The knife reaches you. The axe whistles about your ears. But at this point, when you've given yourself up for dead, you wake up, though I once actually felt the cold steel of a sword thrust into me. On this episode, Jessica and Adam speak with comedian Sean White, who has felt that cold steel sword in waking life. This episode features frank conversations about traumatic death, medical malpractice, sexual violence, addiction, and other gestures of a vindictive God. Links to resources and links to Sean White's album, as well as tour dates, are available in the episode description. Hey Dave. Yeah Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, thank you, Sean, for doing Are We Still Talking About This? This is not a comedy podcast, though we do have a lot of comedians on. So you have an album. I do. First one is Dead and Gone. It's um, kind of the attempt of mine to move past one of probably the darkest points in my entire life. Um, when I watched uh, my three siblings and my mom uh, all die one by one over a period of two years and also got divorced Whoa. in the middle of that. When was this? That would have been, I, I would say about... It's so it, it was over a two year period. So I would say it started about seven years ago. And so first I, I got the call that my oldest sister had died and then my mom and then my brother and then my other sister. And I think the divorce was right before my brother died uh, somewhere around there all during that period. And right now my father is actively dying. So the very last one is finally on the way out, which right when I finally let my fucking guard down again and started feeling again, like we'd waited until I, I finally, I didn't have that 
I don't know you get punched enough, you eventually just put your shoulders up. Like you just you're ready for life to be an asshole to you. You're always right. just expecting bad stuff around every corner. But I developed an attitude of fuck it, I'm gonna fight anyways. But then I finally let those shoulders down after having a few years of no problems. And then finally, uh, this stuff happens with my dad, where he's got lung cancer that is spread to his uh, brain and rib. And uh, he's lost like the ability to, you know, like mentally he's not himself anymore because of the brain cancer. Like it's like the lesions have gotten rid of way of his cognitive functions and memory. So he doesn't like he tried to spell Aaron's arrow wins. Like he combined the word, like he thinks he's normal, but it's not, it's not right. You know? So like ostensibly, like my dad is to me gone because I can't ask him for advice. He's not my, he's not the same person anymore. He's more of just like a, a stuffed doll version of him that I have to be nice to, but the roles have definitely changed. So I'm going to ask you many uh, ignorant and sensitive questions. Do you think, uh, man? My, 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 I assure you someone's asked me dumber, more ignorant shit. Oh, we don't want to turn this into a challenge. <laughs> <'Cause>, okay. <laughs> but the relatively benign one was going to be if, if it actually gets uh, easier. There's a lot of factors, like your attachment to the person. So, for example, uh, by the time I, my last sister died, I really don't even remember reacting. Right. Like in the sense that I went in my head, I just went, okay, that makes sense. Like, it made sense that it was coming. So I wasn't shocked, mad, anything. It made sense that everything was going to be taken. And really, at that point, the only thing I was worried about then was whether it was me or my dad next. And, you know, luckily, that is, it turns out to have been my dad. But uh, it, it does, I think, really what it was, because they were all so close back to back to back to back. Normally, if you have the desk kind of spread out, you have a chance to reset. Right. And so when the shock hits you, a lot of the way we deal with grief is based around people going reeling, like just going like, ah, oh no. But when you've been at four funerals in two years, you start to go, I know how to do this. I know I, I, you, your eyes are open, your ears are open. So when anybody says stupid shit, you're more cognizant of it. Like you, you, so you, you're good at funerals. It's weird. I'll deal with big stuff really well, like deaths. But if somebody moves my mouse, I'll be like, who the fuck? I'm very right. similar. Who touched, where'd my coaster go? Why the, f you know what I mean? Like I, oh, I fold my socks a certain way and right. I care more about that than I do. Because if I can't. It's muscle memory now. Well, if I can't do anything about it, it took so long to teach myself to not try to fight that shit. Like to, to finally realize, oh, you can't do anything about this. Don't even bother going down that road. Yeah. Just like, just act, keep moving. So my funeral strategy, I, I've developed it a little <laughs> recently. And I'm like, one, you take a red eye because then uh, I'm sleep deprived and I'm teary and weird looking anyway. So I don't have to worry about faking emotion. And two, I get high as fuck. Just out of my mind, just space cadet high. So how do you navigate these things when you aren't just benzoed to the to the gills? Uh, well, I mean, I, I did all that afterwards and I I did pretty actively try to kill myself with drugs and drinking for like the direct, like the two years afterwards. Like it took a long time to shake that out of me where I wasn't like, I was, I was picking fights with anybody. Like I honestly have a lot of burned bridges from Chicago where I just, I just belched in someone's face. I didn't give a fuck. Like I wanted to fight them. And really when you're already six, three and have nothing to lose, the people don't generally been in jail enough times. People tend to, back down and it's one of those like i actually wanted to get hit in the face i wanted to be put in my place and it took me a while to go back down from you don't need to do this like you don't need to be doing all these drugs you don't need to be doing all this shit and like for me like 
Coke and alcohol became like, I remember getting kicked out of so many places just because my jaw was just like, <laughs> like, you know at what I mean? comedy clubs? You know, no, not at comedy clubs, at every place afterwards. Because I would never, I never did it before I, I went up. Like, that's the one thing is like, I very. That was your sacred space. Well, yeah, because like that was when I actually had adrenaline. Everything else outside of stage was an attempt to feel anything, even if it was pain, but nothing hurt. What was it about getting punched in the face at that phase in your life that you found gratifying? Uh, so I've always had like blackout rage since I was a little kid. Everybody in my family pretty much had had this. And uh, were, were they drinkers or is it no, just no? We have sham it rage has stuff? nothing to do with drinking. Like we have it just naturally. Like from since I was a little kid, I've been. I've never it, heard about it. It's called sham rage. Irish people love taking credit for fucking everything. Like, yeah. but it's 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 a blackout. It's a uh, technically a Scottish berserker rage. Whatever. Like I was put in anger management from like since I was ten, and my I, that's the reason why I've been arrested a lot. When my my brother, everybody. All of us, my sister threw a guy out of a two-story window for hitting on her the wrong way. Good for like, her. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, none of us, like, she got a domestic abuse case against her for when she beat up her husband and put a cigarette out in his face for him trying to be, be an asshole to her. Can you, if you're comfortable with it, walk us through how um, the people in your family died? Fuck yeah. Um, so, let's see. First was my sister, Elise, and she had just graduated law school. I just pretty much top of her class, and... Um, but she was taking uh, an Adderall uh, that she had not, a kind she had not taken before and had a uh, allergic reaction to it that made her heart Jesus. cease. And the guy she was with didn't want to tell the paramedics because he didn't want to get caught with illegal drugs. Oh. So they weren't able to tell what the drug was. So they weren't able to save her. And so she died in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. But it, 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 uh, but also, I have no idea of how much she might have done before or any other yeah. stuff or the state she might have been when she did it. So she may have already been up for like, 36 hours how the fuck right. do i know and then it was enough right. to make it pop she was over 30 so technically like your heart at that point tends to not take those uh those uh trips as well as you used to do you also she was on birth control and smoked which also really raises your risk of heart attack as well when you do both of those at the same time were, were you close with her at, at the time yes uh she was uh, the most badass woman i ever uh, met in my life outside of my, my mom and i was I, I i looked up to her a lot uh I remember her teaching me uh, Sugar Hill Gang's Rapper Delight when I was a little itty-bitty kid and dancing to it. I remember walking in on her, uh, getting fucked by her boyfriend. I remember uh, taking her first person taking me out to go spelunking to the first person to bring nice food to uh, to Thanksgiving that blew everything away. But also, she was the one who ruined every single Thanksgiving and was one of the most dramatic people and like hated my parents to death because I found out way later... She'd actually been raped and uh, impregnated in a church parking lot that, oddly enough, was attached to my middle school that I went to. And my parents were so uh, ashamed they couldn't even, they didn't even drive her to uh, Planned Parenthood for the abortion. They made my other sister drive her, which is probably the biggest failure I feel them as parents ever did was to not even be able to take care of your own. I'd always looked up to them until I found this out, which I didn't find out until after she had died but oh, i understood God. i found out why she was so aggressive towards my parents is right. because frankly they did fucking fail her and they didn't stand up for her in that moment yes you can't prevent all the evil things that happen in this world you can at least walk your fucking daughter through it you know what i mean and that made me really embarrassed to them that they couldn't fucking do that kind of a thing and i looked up to her that how tough she was that fact that she did everything that I, I i could have ever ever wanted like she i don't know she was just real proud real strong real smart 
uh, and just a hard fucking worker and didn't take shit from anybody. She saved one of her law professor's lives in class when she had a, had a, a, a miscarriage in the middle of class. Everyone runs around screaming. My sister's the only one who rips her skirt off to use it to stem the blood to save her fucking life, all the while also running like the domestic abuse shelters in Atlanta. Yeah, that's a special That's a fucking, person. that's a badass motherfucking yeah. woman. And that, like, I had to go to school to learn that women are supposed to be dumber. Like, that's fucking, like, like she was smart, sharp, tough, fucking mean as shit and i loved every single bit of it like her and my mom both fucking tough motherfuckers that would have put you in your goddamn place if you ever did anything wrong and that's you know i i I looked up to her for that do you think there was any part of her during that particular period in her life that was trying to kill herself i don't think if she did she was uh aware of it uh i don't I, i think the idea of doing that uh and not outliving everyone else to be able to laugh at them at their grave would have been more entertaining to her. Uh, I think if, if anything, she may have uh, fancied the idea of suicide, but I don't think that that was, that was her intent. No, I think she just was partying the fuck out of her, out of her life and enjoying it. Yeah. How old was she at that time? When she died, uh, 33, I think. So wow. young. And how old are, were you? Late twenties. I never remember the exact dates people die. I've never understood that. Why people go like on this day, I lost a dog. Right. Why the fuck are you remembering that day? That is a, bad day do you remember holidays nobody just like it's genocide day like nobody don't stop celebrating bad shit like i celebrate i remember her birthday i do not give a fuck when she died i don't know the day the hour i just remember get being told in a bathroom in chicago that's all i fucking remember about it and i don't wow. i've never tried to focus more and that in a nutshell is my problem with christianity <laughs> But uh, well, so that is uh, that's an amazing tragedy that for many many people would be like the standalone tragedy of their lives. But for you, it sounds like it's just oh, it keeps number going. one. We're just getting started, baby. <laughs> then it goes into uh, my mom waking up one day with jaundice, and uh, so uh, it turns out what she had, she got a rare cancer. That's like less than ten people a year get this. Uh, it's a cancer between uh, the bile duct tube between the uh, uh, between the liver, the gallbladder, and the and the large intestine. So it's like just that one little tube is what got the cancer and that's supposedly so extremely rare that actually the medicine for it was not fda approved so they had to pay fifteen thousand dollars a month to get the actual drugs for it that were approved by canada to get them smuggled in because the fda wouldn't nobody would pay for the clinical trials because there wasn't enough money in it because only 10 people a year get it and so then they end up getting so bad they have to cut out the uh the liver the uh, the gallbladder and a large part of her intestine and they have to do a, a donation of a, a of a liver transplant they do do the liver transplant and it actually goes amazingly and emory had never seen an old woman recover this strongly in their entire life uh and it then turns out surgeon nicked something when he was on the inside and caused a blood clot that went straight to her heart and killed her and the hospital is pretty much like now either you can say that this is malpractice and we'll say she died of this pre-existing condition and then you won't get your life insurance or you can keep your mouth shut and we'll make sure you get your life insurance. And uh, the only other way you're going to get money out of me is the years and years and years in court, um, which he had plenty of to be able to do, but you won't have any because you spend it all on this and you're not getting the life insurance. Um, Where are you emotionally when this is going on after your sister? I, 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 my mama's boy and I, I love my mother to fucking death. Uh, she only wore a dress twice in her entire life at her own wedding and at mine and uh, wore overalls almost every other day other than that and worked her way up from being a secretary to the first female VP of AT&T. So like, like, like uh, still holds the record for the highest number of classes taken and passed at a university of Tennessee over all Rhodes scholars, over all anybody that's ever come out of there. 
was in men's at 13 fucking genius woman and i i loved her like hell hath no fury like her when she was given a ticket that she didn't agree with and she took that like to like almost like third appellate court to be able to get over a seatbelt ticket like you didn't fuck with my mother like if she really thought she was in the right you would lose this event. You'd give up eventually because she's not. And she was 5'1 and is not stopping. And um, so this is like very hard. That was very, very hard for me. Because I remember the last time I got to see her was I went back for Christmas. And I remember us going to the grocery store when she still had jaundice and uh, getting stuff for me to be able to cook Christmas dinner and stuff like that. Because uh, I always did the, the cooking in the family, especially because my mom couldn't do it anymore. And I just remember us walking down that grocery aisle. I don't know why that's my last image of her, but I remember, you know, really like you're looking for somebody in a grocery store yeah. and you turn an aisle and you finally see them. I don't know why that's like, that's the last image is, is her with jaundice with a grocery cart, just slowly hobbling down the fucking thing, trying her best to come out with me and just have time with me one last time, even though I still had two other siblings and everything like that. And she knew what she was going through. She still took that time to, Go with me to go get ingredients, you know. So that was a real fucking rough one. That was that was the two strongest women in my entire life, and fucking both gone in a period of six months or so. Wow, so real fast. Yeah, like, every, like each they were sick. There was one, then six months later, then the other. Jesus. Then six months later, my or the eight months later was then my brother. It's then like two months later was my was my last sister. So was she diagnosed. Um, before your sister died or right after? No, it, it was very sudden because it was like, she, they only found out because of the jaundice. Like, and it wasn't like, you shouldn't like really drink or anything like that. There's no like liver, other stuff. You know what I mean? Like I tell you, like you turn yellow. She didn't know what the hell was going on. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so there's no indication, no whatever. And it was, and then the, the transplanted in since the death was not because of the slow progression of the cancer. The death was because of the surgeon. So... That's real fast. Like <laughs> a fucking blood clot will take you out in one shot. Like that's all it has to do is go in your lung, which is oddly enough what leads a killed my brother. Uh, the very next thing he was actually one day woke up and his arm was just purple and they were like, what the hell? And they went and looked and it turns out he had a, a congenital heart defect he was born with. And he had a hole in his heart and uh, it threw a blood clot that got caught in his arm and they surgically removed it. But they thought it was, they didn't, the surgeon didn't want to take the risk of the heart surgery required to fix the problem. There's two ways to fix this. Uh, put a patch over the heart mm-hmm. and then you're fine. Or supposedly uh, baby aspirin will thin your blood enough so it won't clot again. And he took baby aspirin until he threw another clot and died. And that only happened, that, that's so that the guy just didn't want to take the risk of surgery. And this one, I've also been told I have a very good malpractice case against as well, because like the doctors literally were just like, cause he was a, uh, there's like a 30 something year old ex athlete and stuff like that. So if anyone who the fuck is supposed to get heart surgery, like he wasn't a 50 year old man, he was, I think actually 29 maybe. And so that was like, and he, uh, he, he literally, it was during Christmas. It was like a week before Christmas. He died in a Starbucks that he used to work at, but his friend was the manager and he was going there to help his friend buy Christmas gifts for his kids. And he was going to show up to tell him what toys are going to get like that. And he shows up to get like the Christmas and tell him like the things that he wants to get him. And that's when he threw the thing and uh, died in his friend's arms, choking to death on a blood clot in the middle of a fucking Starbucks. I mean, that's number three of just, it seems like in, incredible circumstances. Jesus. Of just, what the fuck is going on? Then 
my sister, my la- other sister, now very freaked out at all the deaths and everything like that. Uh, starts getting MRI scan, 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 every single blood test, everything, everything you could possibly can on their son to try to figure out like, why would me next? Is it me next? You know what I mean? Like does, does everything she can. And they find out she's going to have multiple sclerosis maybe later when, but a gene hasn't activated yet or something. You know what I mean? Like they scan everything. They try to find everything. And then literally just two months later, she takes a phone call from work, uh, walks into the room and drops dead immediately. Still no cause of death. It was like a heart attack, but no reason why. I mean, if, if you were to run the odds of this happening in one family, it's it's astronomical. I guess. Uh, yeah, shoot be, for the stars, I guess. Or just shoot the stars, I yeah, guess. Yeah. You won the terrible lottery, like yeah, the Shirley yeah. Jackson and it, lottery. And I thought, and I, I think there's, there's a point where like, I think I snapped and I stopped getting ridiculous like because like there was the why me i can't believe this like yeah. the odds of this mm-hmm. like you know what i mean and then Do you get superstitious or no no because i know be no because but- now i know that it, it it hasn't stopped i've still had like i i keep like bad stuff happens to me all the fucking time that nobody that i don't tell anybody about like all the time and like to the point where literally i just i just i know that's my relationship with life like i at this point what really brought me out of like the, the depression and everything like that was I made myself a promise and that's for every smile taken from me, I'd make two more. And for every time I think of them, I know I have more work to do. And as even like today, I was only like, as my, my father is, is, is passing away, they stole his identity today. They stole his phone, like uh, some online scammers. Oh God. They, they've been putting car loans in his name and I just found this out today. They stole his phone number. You ever try to text your dad with brain cancer and turns out and they it won't stop. And I got in a car accident like the week before last or anything like that where some guy smashed into me. And then the very next day I find out my dad got in a car accident that I had made where I that's why I got him the CT scan to find out that he had the brain cancer. Um, like and he can't his car's a total loss my car ended up being marked as a total loss i don't even have a car to take him to the hospital visits in and i keep it keeps it's never stopped yeah and it's just like, like i i i literally i remember one time when it was like it was like that kind of shit was happening to me blah blah, blah and everything I, I remember uh i was like you know what i'm gonna get some shitty food i'm just gonna get some comfort food or whatever and i went to a target and i grabbed like a bag of totino's pizza rolls off the top and the second i pick it up the shelf itself falls oh and God. all of it falls on my feet and i'm just sitting there with an open freezer covered in pizza rolls laughing maniacally in the middle of a target like literally just going <laughs> and i just like that's such a loud cackle of a laugh that i have anyways that the target employees are like the What's fuck this guy has yeah. snapped and it's always like nope that's just how i am inside now pretty much all the time if it's always like I, negativity, it just seems funny to me that people. That's the reason why my, my humor has become very dark is because I don't care anymore. It's funny to me. Like I think there's so much beauty in the darkness because there's like Bojack Horseman shit where it's like looking up dark because it's pointless, and then there's actual like funny finding the beauty in dark. That's dark comedy, not that nihilistic bullshit. Like actual finding right. a reason to live when you know how bad life is. That's more entertaining to me than any amount of giving up ever will. And if this life thinks that I'm going to fucking quit because it's an asshole to me, you have no idea who you're fucking with. It's like before this, I didn't think I had a unique perspective. Like I thought I did. I arrogantly thought I did, but I didn't. You know what I mean? You're morbidly optimistic. Now, I I guess that's a nice way of putting it. Uh, (laughs) I I just say I, I, I love life so fucking much and it's because i think about ugly it is and i think that it's it's so awful 
that it's it is very fun. I finally found something I want to live for, and that's to prove this life wrong that it can be better. Like it's a weird positivity in that darkness, and it's kind of not everybody necessarily I think gets it because everyone would rather feel sad, but I don't. Like or to think the world should be fair. Like I've already accepted it's not fair, and that it's going to keep doing it. But you it's keep presented getting- you with a lot of empirical evidence that it's not fair. <laughs> Yeah. But you do get stronger each time, and I found that I've gotten better each time. Well, so I can't. You complain. get stronger. I would say the, the the vast majority of people don't. Yeah. They they just like the first thing happens, and then they're finished. You know, it's it's drugs or alcohol or it's something else or it's yeah. it's violence, and uh, they just stay in that place where they seek out violence and they get killed. That yeah, seems like a bitch move. Do better than that. I feel like you 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 can do something with. Like how are you gonna give up so fucking easy? That just seems like you're just letting life win. And just like, if you're so mad at life, why would you let it win? Here's what I think is honestly that people uh, think that their pain is special. And so they hold it inside and then they deal with it in different ways by lashing out and other things like that. But the problem is pain isn't special. Pain is universal. What is special is healing, is getting the fuck over it, working despite it. And so we keep instead like that, you can keep your secret. You can keep your success a secret. Stop telling everyone all the great shit you're doing and instead tell people about the things that are awful so we all fucking know what the hell's going on because I guarantee you, you don't know that the person next to you has been through way more than you sometimes and if right. you just, if you heard it, if we just shared it more, it would be so much more relieving to be like, oh shit, I'm not even the worst one in this room. Like, I know people who have been like assaulted horribly like multiple times. I was thinking, like, how the fuck am I going to sit there and go, yeah, well, my, my family died in a very coincidental manner that makes me very upset. That it's like, well, yeah, but you got, you know, you know what I mean? It's like people can go through way I, I take worse the rape. shit. Yeah. I, I would take I, the rape of the dead family, I think. I wouldn't. I'd take really? the dead family. You do whatever you want to everybody else. You'd get out of me. Like, yeah. it seems like I would rather, I, I would no. much rather have mine than have like, than be raped in a church program and have your parents not even be able to drive you to take care of it, but yet force you to like take care of it. I don't like comparing wounds. I really Why? Don't. Right, but I'm saying, you, that's what I'm saying is, is, is we should all share them so we don't yeah. have to have such a comparison and we can all be on the same page that it's all awful. Is that right? No, that makes sense. You know what I mean? I think I'd have a better I think shot. You, we could all get through a hell of a lot more than we let ourselves have credit for. It's true. And that's, that's, that's the problem is I think we just all like to, that's why people will, will even look at me and go like, it's amazing that you got through that. But I don't know. I don't even know you wouldn't do the same thing. And so that's like when like a, a, a fat dude in a fight that's like, you know, if I got to fight, I do this and I do that and I do this. It's like, you don't know what the fuck you do until right. you're there. And you, are, you may be, you may, you may surprise yourself and you may be amazing and you I may not. Right. Yeah. Who knows? And it's, but it's not it's not worth even necessarily going down that road. And I think when we speculate, we're still trying to understand things we can't when really one of the most basic things of empathy is going, maybe I can't understand. I can at least fucking just accept that I can listen to what you have to say. And so right. if we shared it more, we'd understand more. That's why I like jokes that have truth. Fuck yeah. You Same. Know? Same. I don't need to like fact check your jokes, but I have to kind of believe it. You know, yeah, I was going to ask you, who, who's your therapist? Oh, well, my therapist in Chicago was great. Um, I actually forgot her name, but it's been, uh, I need to find a new one now that I've gotten here. Um, I think it's been two years, but it's weird when your therapist says, I think you're fine. And you're like, are you supposed to say that? She's like, yeah, I think we can go down to once a month. And I was like, that oh. happened to me once. They are supposed to say that. That's like what an ethical practitioner will like, do. Wow, it means you actually were fine, which is great. <laughs> but, yeah. well, I, was, I was like, uh, she's like, oh, well, it seems like you, you have pretty natural tendencies, but you're not acting on them. So it sounds 
okay, as long as you're not out there actually doing any of that, that's quite all right. You haven't tried to hurt yourself or anything or hurt anybody else. Um, your level of recovery is very, very rare. So, I guess I don't know anybody else who's been through the same thing to t- it, to see where you well, know what I mean. I'm sure there's some like immigrant family where they all they're all killed trying exactly. to try to, try to do yeah, something yeah. else in like the desert. That's like well, that's the PTSD, refugee <laughs> stuff. In immigrant well, well, I'm saying like people have it worse. I don't know. Like I, I, I'm always quick to put myself in a position where I'm not the the, the like the, the the person who's been through the worst in a room. Like right. I, I, I don't want that because I think that's disrespectful to what other people have in their back pocket. You know, like that's. Just, just a safe place or assumption to make. What's always interested me is uh, how people can go through the exact same trauma and why some are able to be resilient and uh, some aren't. For sure. I, I, but I, again, that's not even like with little things where like, I don't know why I scream more when I stub my toe and yet like uh, a girl, I could be absolutely perfectly calm under the exact same circumstances or something that makes me go like, it's not okay. It's that, you know what I mean? Like I'll get mad over something yeah. I don't, and I don't know why it, that snapped in me. I wish I also had that calm. I wish I could lie, like, like lie to people and tell them I like them when I don't like, I don't know. I can't, I wish I, I didn't snap at people all the time. Like, but I do that, but when you tell me something big, I don't care at all. Like, it's like, if you even someone's trying to insult me, it, it washes right over me. If someone tries to reach for the heart, it doesn't, but something like a little itty bitty thing will suddenly like set me off and I'd be like, what, why did you care about that? Like, and I'll remember that. I'll realize it like a, like five, 10 minutes later, even not even like a long distance. But the fact is that I did it at all. I'm like, well, there's so many other people that don't do that. So like, it's not like you're gonna act like you're better. You know what I mean? Or like, I just... I have my own flaws still too, and I can't blame that shit on uh, you know the death, dead family stuff, and be like, like, oh, that's why you got mad at that order, like you know, like you said, rare steak. You know what I mean? Like you can't be. I remember getting mad in a restaurant because uh, somebody tried to order for me. And a date or something? No, no, it was like work thing. And I was like, get over it. Who gives a shit? Or say it politely. Oh, you asshole. I was a fucking asshole. Like I was like, like, don't you tell me what, what I do. And I was like, do I, I even went like, do you like olives? And he was like, yeah, I don't like olives. We don't have the same taste buds. How dare you tell me what I am and I'm not going to like. like, you know what I mean? Like when you're just like an asshole, you're like, what are you doing? What do you, why, what do you get out of that? Like, and I, why, I don't know why I do this. Sometimes I do little things like that and I wish I didn't, but you know, I'm, I'm also happy that I can get over the big stuff. So who knows? Hey. I mean, to me, the awareness is there in both cases, right? You're, you're aware of. Oh yeah, you can be. I, I'm, you off. I'm always aware, aware of, of what stuff. I do afterwards. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> you can pull a nail out of a wall, but the hole's still there. That's the problem. You can say you're sorry. You still did the damage, and you still have to do the time for it. So I, I still try to always take responsibility for what I did. Either way, are, are you a crier? Because I. I I am. I will cry at random things. It'll take me two days to realize why I started to cry. At sibling that stuff. If I see sibling stuff in a TV show, breakdown. Like, I'd still be like a Simpsons episode where they're playing hockey and stuff like that. Oh, I'm fucking done. Like, uh, that'd be just like just little stuff. Like, uh, some little, ha- like, uh, there's some of the dumbest shows or dumbest, like a commercial. I'll cry at a commercial sometimes just thing. because I'll be, be like, ah, like, no. Like, it's just like it reminded me of a memory it triggered and just came out. Like, but also, I'm sort of I've always been a very, like, comfortable person emotionally, like, in letting stuff, that kind of stuff out. So it's never been. It's not like, I don't think I'm a bad crier in the sense that I get, you know, like, you know, some people, they cry, like, they fucking cry. Yeah. It, like, they lose it. It's the they, disconnect. They, they have the heaving yeah. and the everything. I have a hard time when people are crying because I don't know. I just well, you're not supposed to, to do it in front of people. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> probably if, I, if, you know, 
I don't know what's wrong with me. Where I just have a, I get very uncomfortable. And people it's fine. We'll, we'll we'll break you in. I'm a sneak crier, so it'll just like a slowly like just come out, oh, and God. then you'll notice it. But I'll probably already have gotten rid of it. Try to get into the beard. If I can grow the beard up just enough, yeah, then you won't even have to worry about it. Yeah, I can cry right next to you. You wouldn't even wouldn't be a big deal. I hide. Yeah, like oh. I'll see it coming on. I'll do one of these, and then I'll just flee the room. And then, like, just ball. The and then like, actually post. shrinking, closing my eyes makes it worse. I have to, like, oh, that's the worst. I have to, like, open them real good and be like, oh, see, I, I have to keep them closed because if I see myself in a reflection, the self loathing will kick in and it'll make the crying worse. I'm like, I don't want to see that. Thing. It doesn't really reflect in my face very much. Mm-hmm. It'll just suddenly start happening. I'll be like, what are you? Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm crying. Like, I wouldn't even, like, won't notice for a second until it actually happen that's one reason why i don't do the blink because that's also your build of putting the water together and you're more likely to get a drop from this that it's gonna sound really obnoxious but last time i cried was like a few months ago at a pilates class didn't you just wipe a tear away no, when you was, got here no but that was laughter that oh, okay yeah okay. sure <laughs> maybe, yeah, you, maybe you do crying. love crying it just has to be good crying you just yeah, love yeah, a yeah. certain type of crying you like yeah, a flavor yeah. of coke that's fine yeah for sure but what no, would you, why would like, you cry at a Pilates class? I don't class? know. I just, I don't know what was going on in my brain. Were you sad you were at Pilates? Did you mean to make like Zumba and you got like the wrong know. class and were upset? I don't know what was going on. I don't even remember. I just started crying and I was like bawling. And then yeah. I was like, oh God, I got to go. Are you like a full collapse crier? Or? I was just like a mess. And oh. I was like, oh, I got to get out of here. And that was the last time I cried. Oh, are you guys, some people though. Something must be deeply Some people wrong. don't even like, like. I don't know. I don't. I don't get some. Some people say like they don't. They don't cry very often. I I, 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 I have, twice a year. Oh, I'll have somebody tell me like this. Is like when somebody tells me like, oh, I only I haven't vomited in years. And I'm like, what? Are you, yeah. What, what are you doing? What are you, what are you not doing? Like, come on, man, get in, get out there, have some fun. I don't know. Like, like you should be having more bodily functions go on. Like, yes. I don't know. I'm a kind of an emotional guy, so like, uh, and a little dramatic, and so I have no problem. Like, but I won't like. Do it to somebody and be like, "Why don't you look like a, I can't cry and look at someone in the face?" That's no, the worst. Something sound I even can't more do. obnoxious than Pilates is that when I was many years ago, like one, two, three, seven years ago, I was dating this guy. He was always crying, and I was always crying because we were always upsetting each other. And we used to take Polaroid, like I would take Polaroids of like crying, just to remember like the sad days. Like, <laughs> we're like sick artsy fucks. Like, You're ready for a black and white movie. You're taking Polaroids of yourself crying. Yourself. Yeah, this is before the selfie. So I'm the original motherfucking selfie. Right. I don't know, know if this is like something you want to brag for. I like, you know what? I'm the original. I, I'm I, I, did so, it. I, I know. I guess what? I have no shame in it. I, you know what I mean? I'm a total weirdo for sure. That's fun. That's you know? that's that's funny. That'd be funny though. Also, if you put all of those on your fridge, and so whenever you had like a new guy come <laughs> over and they come in, they just go, or, "You better get used to it because that's what's gonna happen if you fucking leave me." Like, no, just- I remember. No, we came. I remember we came up with an idea, which was like we said, you know, why don't we write? We're both writing. We met working both writing for a magazine, and we said, oh, why don't we write profiles of each other, like as a breakup? Mm. And I was like, oh, that'd be romantic. And then I started writing it, and then it just became. Uh, that actually turned into anonymous sex story for a New York magazine, and then we ended up breaking up. Are you doing it now? <laughs> no. Are you already crying? Oh, yeah, Are you I, crying? I talking about how she's me. crying? It's embarrassing. I'm just saying that. that <laughs> so, I don't know. That's that's my uh, memories of crying. Was it a good? Was it a good piece though that he wrote? No, I wrote it. Oh, I thought you were both writing one no, about I, each no, other. No, I ended up just writing a different kind of profile. He just killed himself. No, he did not. What a bitch! No, he, so we've covered crying. We covered the <laughs> pivoting from that one quickly. Yeah. When your father dies, is there anybody left that's known the same collection of people that you have, or are you kind of nope. be the last one? I'm the last one. I got a question <laughs> about kids. Yeah. Uh, 
I want them. Uh, my my girlfriend does not, which means I I don't I, I'm not going to have them because I don't think I could sneak one of those in, I especially not out. Like I don't think. <laughs> so I don't think. Yeah. Uh, we've discussed adoption and other stuff like that, maybe later and stuff like that, or surrogate. Um, like realistically, I do want my DNA to live because everybody in my family had a famous first by the time they were in like high school. Like even my brother was a published author in middle school and stuff like that. Like everybody had that, and so. It, I've had everything from uh, Olympic athletes to rocket scientists in my my immediate family. And so it's very frustrating when you think you're sitting on a pretty good sack and nobody wants it. No, it's... um, But it's, uh, I know, so it doesn't mean I'm ready for kids. I don't don't want to do it just for them either. Like, honestly, I just want to be able to... I love family traditions and I want to share what my Christmas is. I want to share our recipe for cider. I want to share how we do things. And I mean, I wish I had a better last name than white. So I could say like what us whites do, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, like, but yeah, it, just go with it. It's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it always sounds well, bad. For someone with such a, you know, morbid history, you have one of the most optimistic um, attitudes I've ever encountered. Thank you. It's 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 required. <laughs> it's the only way to get through it. But every month, uh, minimum, I still get a Facebook message or Instagram message or people that come up to a show that are like, I or my friend went through a very serious or a very large amount of death that makes no sense how ridiculous it was. And someone gave me your album and it's the first time I've ever smiled since then. And that means a lot to me. And then one of the things is, and I still take time to respond to those people and talk to those people. It's funny because like every like Dane Cook story about like, I used to always respond on AAM Messenger. It's like, I won't respond to 90% of the things you say unless you tell me someone died. Then I'll be like, all right, <laughs> what do you want? Let's do this. So let's, your fucking, let's fucking talk. Like, I don't yeah. want to chat to build a <laughs> yeah. fan base, but I will at least okay. help you through something I know is absolutely terrifying how lonely it is. What airline has the best bereavement fares still? Are there any? Um, I would say the oh, one that. So at, I actually had a time. So uh, because most of them died around Atlanta, I, I would say Delta does have very good deals with that. But at the time, when it was happening, I would actually go with Spirit a lot of times because they were the only ones that sold beer in bulk. And so one what? of the things that you can actually do is a trick I used to do because also I used to do a lot of scams and stuff like that. Uh, but one of the things that I, I, I used to do, uh, you, you'd order uh, beer in bulk, but you say one at a time, please. And you wait until you're descending to order the last one, then they can't charge you for any of them. And so you got, so I would just get like, order like five beers at a time, but then wait. And then like, right when it's landing, is it, we're landing. I go, I want to close out. They go, we can't anymore. Like, and that was, and so it's a spirit of airplane airlines. So they're not. Yeah, but it's terrible flight. Yeah, but I was drunk. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.